27th of September. Hello, everybody. Welcome to my podcast. It's six o'clock in the morning. I'm on the way to my job. Working. Gotta love working. And it's, it's good in the mornings at the moment uh, because a little fella, the son, is in Europe. So I was going for a walk this morning, taking puppy for a walk. Um, four o'clock, a bit of a chat to him. It was at four o'clock, uh, 4 a.m. here. Is 8 p.m. in Geneva at the moment. So that's, yeah, pretty cool. He's just had dinner. They had to pack up, um, pre-pack their bags tonight, last night. I get confused when I'm talking about it. Um, yeah, pre-pack for early departure in the morning. So they're in... Uh, departing this morning from Geneva early coach ride they get breakfast in a bag and um, head to Lyon airport flying out of Lyon which I'm pretty sure is in France from what I've seen so that's pretty cool he gets to go to France too if only for a fleeting moment but he gets to go to France then, from Lyon Airport, he's flying into Venice. Venice. Um, I was going to say the city of boats, but I know that's not right. It's like all the gondolas and stuff. And today's, today's like a rest day for them, which is pretty cool. Pretty cool they're mixing up all this full-on stuff with... Um, uh, with all the singing and all the performing they have to do. Oh, I have to tell you about yesterday's adventures. Because, like, last night, obviously, this morning at 4 a.m. is 8 p.m. there. So, at midnight, he FaceTimed us at midnight. Because he was going on the cable car from... And, like I said, come at me, but the place near... Les Gets, where he had lunch, and then they went up to uh, the suburb or the town was called Sha. Uh, I want to say Chamonix, but it's not. It's it starts with like Chamon and then ends in an Inix. So I, I don't know how it's pronounced, but anyway, you can look it up. Chamonix, and then they went to they get on this cable car. Which looks scary, scary as f, but it looks pretty amazing. Also, um, the cable car goes up to like this little mountain, or it's not a little mountain. It's three and a half k's above sea level, and it's like this little village they made on top of this mountain called. Once again, come at me for the pronunciation. But um, it's like Aguil du Midi 
Aguil Dumidi. Well, no, a bit of an Aussie spin on that one, but yeah, and it's it's up the top of this uh, mountain, and they get the cable car up there, and he yeah he FaceTimed us from up there, and it was freaking breathtaking. I could only imagine. Like, I could feel the excitement in Logan's voice. I could feel his just the wowness of his um, voice. He'd actually, earlier on that evening, um, around, what time did I get home? I had to pick Nikki up from work. That was about, got home about half past 10 last night and I got home and he was FaceTiming the wife and it, um, he was on the bus on the way to um, the Cham- village and um, yeah he's on the way there in the bus and something I didn't realise about Switzerland I just thought all European countries are the same but or are they I'm, s- I'm such an uncultured swine um, they drive on the right hand side of the road just like in America and the, yeah, all the cars are left-hand drive. Weird. I just found that weird. Um, yeah, so he was FaceTiming us on the way there. Um, and showing us the mountains as he was driving along. And look, when I, when it was his morning time yesterday, you know, around sort of lunchtime, two o'clock, I was Googling the weather because I knew he was going up to top of this mountain on the day and um, I was googling the weather because I've seen some photos where it's just been from this month, earlier this month just online and um, crystal clear skies you know, blue as skies and on the top of this mountain just being able to see for ages and when I looked up the weather in the morning it said it was going to be cloudy and rainy and I just felt like a, a bit bummed out for him but as he was on the way there, he was showing us, like I said, FaceTiming the mountains. And you could see there's was this mountains, snow-covered mountains, um, and this big blue band in between it, and the real high cloud. Um, so I thought, oh, he might be right. And then um, and I could sense him excitement in his voice then. And then when he FaceTimed us later on, when he was up the top, um, oh, it was amazing. There was, he was on top of the cloud. So you'd look down, uh, look, it looked like you'd look down maybe 100 metres, 150 metres, and you could see all this, like a big fluffy blanket, you know, with all these mountains popping through it in between, and then the blue sky above that with the snow on the mountains and just looked uh, breathtaking to be there such an eye opener for him as a 14 year old just amazing um, and then he sent sent us another photo there's a a glass what you know it's like an observatory I suppose but it, it's just a glass box pretty much a glass box with a glass floor that juts out off this observatory when they get up to the top of this mountain and 
you walk out in it, you know, and you can look down and it's, there's nothing underneath you type of thing. And got a photo in there and, uh, yeah, just a look on his face, probably excited, scared, all at the same time. And the icicles that had formed on the outside of this glass box off the roof and all the snow in the background and that blanket of clouds in the background wow looked absolutely amazing so yeah that was that was last night's midnight FaceTime which was just yeah it was just epic it was really good he said he got some really good uh, pano shots from up there which whew, I'll have to snazzle one of those for the um, for the desktop for the screensaver most definitely that'll just be um, yeah quite epic so then um, yeah fast forward like I said to today so they fly out of uh, Lyon in France and head to Venice and have a day to themselves so it's um, might be a two hour flight something like that um, head to Venice chuck all the bags on the couch and then head for a um, a day of sightseeing in their little chaperone groups so that's going to be good surely they'll get them on a gondola head down a few of the uh, little haunts in Venice yeah, just another another real iconic um, a, a worldly sort of place like everyone knows even just you know little old me sitting in Brisbane my whole life know what Venice is all about and um, yeah everyone knows what Venice is all about so yeah I really hope he enjoys himself there today and um, and that's pretty much it for his day just <laughs> How's that, eh? Yeah, nothing much to do. We'll just hang out in Venice for the day and just kick back. So, yeah, really exciting for him there. It's going to be really, really good. Um, and what else? So, I want to kick off tomorrow. I'm going to kick off my little planned... Like I touched on yesterday. Just my, my planned... Um, making $5 a day between now and Christmas um, and posting a bit of that up on my, up on my Instagram uh, I'll, I'll share it I'll share it a bit across to my Facebook page it's got a pretty good following there and a pretty um, you know a really good following of people that that um, interact with with a lot of the stuff I put up it's really good, actually, um, and there's a few people who reach out for some advice and some help, and and I'll do what I can. I mean, I'm no life coach and I'm no expert, but I can just give advice, stuff that's helped me, and and all that, which I like to do. But the this next phase that I want to start into, look, I definitely have a few ideas stuff that I, I do constantly myself and I want to start I want to start by 
seeing if we can generate some income with no money. So that's a big thing. It's it's all good to, oh yeah, we can go and buy a thousand dollar car and try to sell it for fifteen hundred. I mean, a lot of people can't achieve that sort of, you know, have that level of money just to be able to throw out there. So I want to start with zero dollars, which inevitably is either finding something for free and flipping that and selling that or finding something that's been lying around in your house that could be of value to someone else and selling it to get our first bit of money up and then we can go from there I'm not a look I'm not a massive fan of buying stuff to um, to flip it but I do look I do do it in the past and there's certain certain ways um, certain things to look for and and stuff like that that um, can do look in the past what I've done is say if I've seen something that I like and it's at a good price uh, like at one stage there was a um, what was it a hedge trimmer a battery powered 18 volt hedge trimmer Makita and look I don't know why but it was just the skins no battery and they were at Bunnings and they were half price right oh, no, they were less than half price like just look say for instance $120 they were down to $50 so what I did was bought two of them Okay, bought two of them for a hundred bucks. Put one on Gumtree for a hundred bucks, and sold it within a week. So I got my hedge trimmer for free. Now I'll do that. I'll do that all the time if I'm looking for something for myself or I see value in it, because I'm thinking, yeah, I wouldn't mind that and I can get it for free, well, I do that. I did the same um, years ago when I would go, especially when the kids were younger, go to a lot of signings for uh, the NRL, the Australian team, uh, Maroons, Queensland Maroons team, and I've got jerseys signed um, from you know some of the iconic teams. Uh, a lot around 2006. For some reason, I had three different jerseys signed from 2006, which is a good year for Queensland, good year for Australia in rugby league, great year for Darren Lockyer. <laughs> um, it was the start of the dynasty with the state of origin, but I digress. What I did that year was, did the same thing. Went, bought two football jerseys, brand new, that were $150 each. Um, went and got them signed by the whole team put one of those up on eBay and they were selling for 300 plus so I was getting a full signed jersey for myself for zero dollars and in, in some case in one case I made fifty dollars on that because the the um, Australian jersey sold for three hundred and fifty dollars so that is another strategy I'll use um, and Another one I will use, but I'm not going to make it count towards the $5 a day 
type of thing is how I search for discounts and um, save money that way quite quite easily without penny pinching and looking through catalogs and all that sort of stuff um, when buying food look I do all the cooking in the house I prepare everyone's lunches prepare every meal that we eat at home um, predominantly I prepare so I've gained some strategies around that and I want to share a couple of those little tidbits and those little tricks as well because look when it really comes down to it um, I've always been like it I've always liked to earn a bit of extra cash just to support what I'm doing and I'm a tight ass basically um, which is not a bad thing it's got me to where I am now um, and look I go through what are we in September I can hand on my heart say that every every bit of extra that I buy whether it's camping gear whether it's um, some lunch I'll buy occasionally at work um, you know something I'll buy for myself none of it comes out of my weekly earnings my weekly wage it's all that I get from the flip or get from creating money myself and I, I do tell people that and and it's surprising people can't, don't believe it or they think I'm full of shit or I, I don't know but that's that's what I do and that's what I've always done like uh, a few years ago it was um, I used a gambling service a betting service and you might say that a betting service oh gambling rah, rah, it, it wasn't like that I was, I was gambling to make the money so it was um, a service that I'd pay for and the, and the gentleman running the service is probably one of the best tipsters in the world even at the moment um, and he would it was more of a strategy um, you'd have a bank of money or a perceived bank of money and betting percentage wise on different selections that he put up and that would be the only you know some days there wouldn't be bets some weeks there wouldn't be a bet um, and other times he would say yep this is our horse this is this and that and I did that for years and created massive profits over the years um, in the thousands um, but just recently in the last 18 months I've just slipped away from that um, I still follow his progress and he's still doing well but um, yeah I, I've never had a, a gambling problem like that it was always a means to an end but uh, like just me saying it and, and having to justify it I know there's there's stigmas around that sort of stuff um, but look I'm comfortable with that I, I've been thinking about maybe dabbling back into it but like I've got my focus on other things at the moment and um, I, I still subscribe um, to his tips because I got in really early when he first started and now to subscribe to subscribe to his tips like as of today is four times the price that I'm at as an original member so if I was to give up that membership and 
then decided to join back up, well, I couldn't, I, I couldn't bring myself to do that because at the moment I could not use that service, in my mind, at, at the moment I could not use that service for four years and I'd still be in front um, when I go to use it again. So in a nutshell, that's uh, me for the day. I hope you got a little bit of value from that, and I'll share my, I will share my, um, my wins, and if I have any losses, I'll share those as well on the podcast um, during the week, and we'll just hope we can, um, yeah, make a bit of cash. Oh, I think we'll smash the four fifty before Christmas, well and truly. But let's just not get ahead of ourselves. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Better go and do something. All right, I'll talk to you soon.